Hello, I'm John Heiderscheidt, and this is Data Discourse, a podcast presented by AFCOM Chicago Chapter. Today we have two guests from Eaton. Uh, first is Art Mulligan, the second is Jason Anderson. Fellas, say hello. Hi, how are you, John? Hi, John. Uh, we had Art first and then Jason second. Guys, thank you very much for being on and our introductory uh, episode here today on the Data Discourse. We're going to be talking about some exciting things with predictive analytics and IoT and maybe some other trends to keep an eye out on in uh, IT infrastructure and IT tech. Uh, guys, why don't you, real briefly, I'll start with Art, uh, why don't you introduce yourselves and uh, for folks who may not know the name, what's what uh, Eaton does and what you guys are responsible for over there. Thanks, John. Uh, I'm Art Mulligan. I do product line management for Eaton's power quality uh, business line. And I'm primarily on the services side of our business. Um, and Eaton is a global power management company. We're in all different lines of uh, industrial, uh, aerospace, and uh, Jason and I are part of the electrical sector. Hey John, this is Jason Anderson. Uh, I'm our three-phase product line manager. I'm on the other side. I'm on the product side. I manage all of our three-phase UPSs uh, from small to medium to large data centers. Guys, great to have you on here today and thanks for joining us. So the reason you guys got the first crack at our introductory episode is because Eaton was kind enough to host the Chicago chapter's most recent uh, get-together. We had a great panel discussion on the Internet of Things and more specifically we talked a little bit about predictive analytics and what it means for data center infrastructure. So I'll let either of you have the first crack at this, however you want to share it, but uh, what is predictive analytics and how is it going to relate uh, generally to data center infrastructure as we move forward? Well, John, um, this is our, I, I think very broadly, and, and some of the examples that we shared uh, during that uh, discussion, um, I think it's Predictive analytics is essentially being able to take data. To, you know, in the case of uh, UPS, there are lots of data that historically have been kept or retained within the UPS and have been either hard to, to extract or just historically we never decided to share that data. Now for the first time, um, there are hundreds of data points that we can now pull and move from the UPS into a predictive algorithm. And if you can take that data and use a combination of techniques and historical uh, information, you can now predict the risk of a component failing before it fails. So that's kind of the example of where we see uh, this trend in the uh, data center of, of taking data and being able to be more proactive. When you talk about data, oh, go ahead, Jason. Go ahead. I'll just add on to that. You know, one of the things that Art's also trying to address is, if you look at, uh, you know, what is the one of the biggest issues the data center has in terms of uh, load load out load loss and, and outages? It's usually human error. And what Art's working on is is something that's helping going to reduce the the opportunity for human error inside the data center by doing more of a predictive type um, um, response versus a, a uh, just scheduled type response, um, he'll be able to reduce the chance for human error in the data center. 
What are, uh, Art, you referred to uh, data points. What are some of the specific data points that you're picking up with these predictive analytics? Well, historically, we've been able to pick up, uh, you know, voltage, input, output voltage, load percentage, uh, temperature. Uh, now, in addition, the newer data points get into uh, everything from uh, thermistors or sensors near the components to uh, information like ripple current, harmonics. Uh, Jason, can you think of a few more? Fan uh, failures are typical. Uh, if you ask our customers what are the top three things that need to be addressed inside of the UPS, it's batteries, caps, and fans. Um, so some of the things that ART's working on is going to help um, reduce the chance for those types of uh, failures. Uh, because they're being taken care of proactively. And Jason, where do you see some of the biggest benefits in terms of implementing a UPS system that utilizes predictive analytics in a data center? Uh, we're seeing a lot of interest from, uh, um, from MTDCs and COLOs. Um, you know, they want to focus on their business, not focus on their UPS. So we definitely see a lot of interest from those types of customers that uh, they basically want to have Eaton or, or, or a UPS manufacturer manage that, that offering and take care of um, scheduling uh, PMs and, and uh, obviously addressing any issues before they arise. So definitely in, in those markets. Um, we also see it, in, it with our, some of our larger hyperscale customers as well. Jason, before we jumped on here to start the recording, uh, you thought the predictive analytics and UPSs were a great uh, topic but it sounded like there were some trends in the tech industry that you're thinking of that you wanted to touch on too. Maybe talk to one or two of them and, and what you see for the development of that trend or those trends over the next five years in uh, the data center and IT networking space. Well, one of the trends that we're definitely seeing in the, in the UPS space right now, and, and this is something that's it's coming on in a hurry, is the adoption of lithium inside the data center. Um, you know, we've been talking about it for years um, but we are starting to see, with the help of the automotive industry, lithium pricing come in line with VRLA batteries, uh, which are very common in the data center today. Um, that is opening the door uh, for, for uh, with that price parity. We're seeing lithium becoming very attractive for many reasons, whether it be um, the reduction in weight, reduction in size, um, the extended life, the extended warranties. Um, and then it also the, the other major trend that's going to occur from that is the ability to use that lithium to help offset energy expense, um, whether it be peak shaving or time of day uh, load shifting. So we're seeing a lot of great opportunities. Uh, lithium is going to be the biggest change uh, over the next year or so that we've seen in the industry since the adoption of transformless UPSs. That's pretty exciting, uh, pretty exciting time. If you could put a number or percentage to it, how many data center users, uh, how many data center operators do you see out there that are switching over to a lithium solution? Yeah, it's, uh, it's so new. We've really seen this adoption uh, start to occur uh, since March and April, and that's really because of the change in, in the, the uh, cost point of lithium. We've really seen a drop over the last few months, and the quoting activity that we've seen is, has been phenomenal. Um, so we expect the adoption to be quite uh, quite rapid over the next few months. Um, 
can't give you a percentage yet because it's, it's so new, but when you start uh, talking about something that is much longer life, um, extended warranty, uh, and now it's becoming a cost parity to the old technology, um, adoption will happen um, at a very high rate we expect. Let's say that I'm somebody who wants to consider implementing a lithium solution. What are some of the strategies or what's the first step in the process of implementing that and the changeover from the old technology? Uh, a lot of things to uh, take into account. Um, there's obviously a lot of benefits, but obviously uh, there's also some concerns. Uh, you know, lithium's been in the news a lot. It, really understanding the, the lithium manufacturers that are out there uh, there's three big players out there in the market today. Um, understanding not only the chemistry, uh, which everybody talks about, the, the, the different types of chemistries, but also understanding their battery battery management system that they have, or some people call it just BMS, and also how they also prevent any kind of propagation. Um, so really, you got to look at three things: chemistry, um, the management of it, and the the, the uh, how they limit propagation. Should I be concerned at all about uh, different maintenance requirements or the volatility of lithium if I'm going to introduce that solution in my data center? Uh, well, there's definitely differences. Um, one, one positive difference in terms of maintenance is if you're storing uh, lead, you obviously got to maintain charge, uh, the ch uh, charge cycle on it uh, if it's sitting for too long. Um, but with lithium, it can sit there for up to two years without being recharged, so some great benefits there. Um, you know, there's some misconceptions that uh, you can't use water on lithium if there was a fire. Um, that's not necessarily, that's not the case with most lithium. That's more of a metal-based type lithium. So, yeah, there is some differences, but uh, all that are easily addressed, nothing that really stands out as a major concern. It's just... Uh, some minor things that are going to be different than what you're used to dealing with with DRLA batteries. How about the temperature range? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, typically if you use lead batteries, uh, they typically like to be used at 25 degrees C. Uh, lithium has no issue with going at 30 or 35. Um, most of them are rated up to 40 degrees C. Uh, so that's another benefit that you'll see with lithium. We've talked predictive analytics. We've talked lithium, uh, lithium batteries in particular. We've got two great guys, Art, Muller, Art Mulligan and Jason Anderson with us from Eaton. Art, Jason's kind of had the floor here for a second. Beyond predictive analytics and lithium batteries, what's a tech trend you're looking forward to seeing develop uh, in the next few years in data center infrastructure and IT networking fields? Uh, I'll give you two. Um, one, we definitely see... Uh, Lithium going into more of the uh, the energy storage market as well. Uh, we see the, the the world between energy storage and the UPS that those two markets are going to blend over the next few years. Um, so that's definitely a big trend that you're going to see over the next uh, two to three years. Uh, the other one that we see is uh, as we see more of our customers consolidating in the greater than 500 kVA space. We expect some of our UPSs actually to go into a bigger scale. We're seeing requests for 1.5 megawatts and even up to potentially 2 megawatts. Uh, so that's another major trend in the UPS industry that we're seeing. And, John, I'll add one more. Uh, from a service standpoint, and I think Jason touched on this, the whole idea of using data, you know, in a not only predictive analytics approach, but 
taking more data and being able to make better decisions and frankly moving from time-based to condition-based maintenance. I, I see a, a future where more and more uh, data center managers are going to seek out the ability to say only work on the equipment when it needs to be worked on rather than doing say maintenance every year or every quarter. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, as we've seen over and over, human error is one of the biggest drivers of failure in the data center, whether it be for short or long periods of time. Uh, from the perspective of being an operator or a landlord for a data center, some of what you're talking about sounds like you can bring some significant OPEX savings to me. Could either of you talk to what kind of OPEX reduction you look at with lithium or how uh, predictive analytics in an Eaton UPS uh, leads to an OPEX reduction? Well, we're working on like ROI tools and we're anticipating, you know, marginal savings or incremental savings of between 1 and as much as 5% per year. Um, and these are right now working estimates, but we're, we're working with a lot of large uh, customers and we're finding consensus that if, you know, if we can save customers on average between 1% and as much as 5%, that's a combination of reducing risk, extending the useful life of the uh, UPS, or even extending the useful life of the batteries or capacitors. And then in addition, looking at cost out of uh, basically doing maintenance where it's not really optimized. Jason, anything else you want to add to that? No, look, Art, Art just mentioned we're excited by some of the new things that are happening, you, you know, between Predict Pulse that Art talked about, or lithium, and then and the energy storage market, and then uh, even going up in the higher KV ranges. Those, those are the things that we're definitely excited about and focused on here at Eaton. All right, guys, we're coming up towards the end of the show. I'm going to give you one minute. What's one thing to look forward to from Eaton before the close of uh, the year in 2017? Ah, well, we got a new 208 volt 93 PM coming out, uh, which is a modular scalable solution. Um, you know, one of the things that we've seen just in the last few years is is uh, more customers that are mixing the UPS in the white space. So, um, having a UPS that's well suited to be end of row. Um, scalable modular thermal management, um, things of that nature. Uh, we're just adding on to that product line that's been very successful for us. We're excited by that. Uh, that's that's coming out here in the next uh, in the next month. Uh, and then, as I mentioned before, uh, we expect to have um, more and more lithium offerings coming out as as the year goes on. Uh, so we're excited by that as well. Art, for anybody who's been listening right now and wants to get in touch with you to talk about some of the topics you've shared with. Uh, data discourse today. Uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? Um, they can reach out to uh, eaton.com slash predict pulse or Jason. Or my email is Jason S. Anderson at eaton.com. Perfect. Art, Jason, thank you so much for being on the inaugural episode of Data Discourse, a podcast presented by AFCOM Chicago Chapter. Real delight to talk with you guys about some of these things going on, and uh, hopefully you'll jump on with me in the near future again. Thanks so much. Thank you.